Hey guys, this is Jackson. I just wanted to let you know that before you listen to this episode, we have kind of been on a hiatus lately, like I mentioned in the description for the previous episode. We're working our way through a backlog of episodes that I have yet to edit, and this one was recorded towards the start of October. So we are going to make some dated references. Uh, don't worry, next week we will have a brand new episode out for you. And without further ado, here is our not-so-spooky Halloween episode. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. It's a spooky beginning of October, episode 13. That's the unlucky number. It's the episode 13 of the podcast, so clearly this is going to be a very bad episode. Skip it. Yeah, skip it. Whatever comes after this, please just go straight to that. Don't even bother. You know, why are you even watching this? Watching? Why are you even listening to this? (laughs) How? How are you even watching this? Please. Jackson, I think you forgot how podcasts work. They've tapped into our... uh our laptop uh, webcams no it's just like i don't have a camera on this computer i don't think they can do that they'll find a way i listen to a bunch of rooster teeth podcasts right not not as many as i used to now i still listen to like two pretty regularly but i've mentioned this to a couple of you before where i feel like rooster teeth has just given up entirely on making their podcasts audio experiences so like they're they're all actual shows that they uh, record and uh, usually stream live while they're recording them with whatever guests they have. Like they have full blown sets, they have guests, they have they have all sorts of stuff. Hey, uh, it's hey Jackson, you yeah. introduced the podcast already, so are we just keeping this in or? Yeah, this is the beginning of the podcast, Aaron. We haven't introduced ourselves. They know who we are. My name's Jackson. <laughs> no, it's ruined. Never mind. No, my name is no, Zach. No, go on, go my, on. My name's Please Zach. tell us who you are. Uh, I, I'm Aaron, the the local resident supernatural detective. And who's this mysterious fourth person? Uh, it's me. You're a uh, your local Funko Pop collector. Oh God, go die. Okay, and now that yeah, please do go die. Um, and now that you all know who we are, back to my short little rant. Uh, they've they've given up entirely on making them audio experiences. Like especially Achievement Hunter is like off topic. Uh. For people that apparently do audio stuff all the time and know how to talk to each other and not necessarily need to visually illustrate what's going on because whatever they're talking about is put on top of a video game, uh, they're pretty bad at making audio content. Like, like m- terribly bad at making audio content. Like, off off topic is the most visual show they have, and it's a pot. It's their flagship podcast, for God's sake. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the way that. I sort of understand it is at least more recently there's sort of like two types of podcasts like they're like there are the ones that are like completely audio centered so like take uh I guess a good uh version would be I guess the most well yeah ours anything anything made by like um the McElroy's probably yeah yeah. well no because they still have videos 
well, yeah, of their podcast. Well, yeah, but their videos are not their... They, yeah. That's that's six episodes of a Mabim Bam TV show versus their entire audio yeah. history. I guess that's so, true. So I guess what I'm getting at is there are two more like distinct types of podcasts. There are ones that can be that can be and are meant to be fully enjoyed like via audio. I think there's like the more I wouldn't necessarily call them common, but the more engaging ones where they are like a they're both they're also a visual experience. So like I guess for, for you know uh, some groups like Achievement Hunter for example where their personalities and like like the physical comedy aspect of it is like very big uh like because even outside of the podcast like uh rooster teeth and achievement hunter in general do a bunch of those like you know little skits and stuff uh or you know you're meant to watch them visually so i guess you know trying to combine that with a podcast that is meant to be audio is one way of going about it Ah. achievement hunter wants to be jackass (laughs) They, they they really they very badly want to be jackass I mean, like they do stupid stuff as as long as they got it on camera, they they do stupid stuff, and that's not that, that's not bad. Like yeah. they're they're good, they're funny, they're entertaining most of the time. But and like they're really visual people, but they started out doing something where their faces are hardly ever on camera. Yeah, and now their faces are on camera more frequently, and during the thing that's supposed to be an audio experience. And like the, it's a running joke on the podcast at this point that it's like this is a this is an audio listener friendly program. Well, I guess like kind of in the modern age where like podcasts are just like so popular nowadays. Like like for example, like I, like why did we start making a podcast? Because they're popular. Because we're dumb. <laughs> uh, because well, we thought we were funny, but we're not. Hey, I'm funny. Uh, that's debatable. All right, uh, vote in the chat. Uh, vote in the Twitch chat. All right, Aaron, chat. if you're so funny, what's your topic? Um, I have two. Um, <laughs> Airline food. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I can let y'all pick. And by y'all, I mean our lovely audience. Go on to Twitter and uh, vote in the poll that I just made, but not really. Um, go on tw- our Twitch chat. <laughs> I can either talk about uh, the Netflix series Voltron Legendary Defender, or I can talk about a pet peeve of mine. Which would you rather hear? I want to hear pet more peeves. things that annoy you in your life. Okay, so uh, Jackson, Zach, your 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 votes. Pet peeve. Uh, I don't want to hear about Voltron. So. <laughs> Man, no one, no one wants to hear about Voltron, man. I, I need to watch Aaron, it at some want, point. If, I've heard it's good. Aaron, if you want people, if you want to find people who want to hear about Voltron, go to like Tumblr or hell. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, no, the Voltron fandom probably deserves to be in hell at this point. Um, <laughs> does it? Does it uh, like a large portion of fandoms though? Fair enough. Uh, Remember, I'm so, I'm gonna derail you for just a second here, but this is because we brought up Voltron. Remember that Clance fan who blackmailed the studio that made Voltron? Okay, see, I do. I remember when that happened. I didn't know it was Clance. I knew someone, like, got to see a back st- like a backstage tour of the animation studio. They got to see a bunch of behind the scenes stuff, and they took photos of it, and then basically blackmailed the studio to make their ship canon. Otherwise, they would release the images. I guess we're spoiler-related, onto the internet. I didn't know it was Clance. But the fact that it is just proves my point that Clance shippers... Uh, actually, I should, shouldn't continue on with that statement. But it does... Um, it should does... Die. Should die. Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, anyone who, who, who 
overly ship something to the point where it becomes an obsession, regardless of what the ship is, just needs to calm down. Yeah, it's it's definitely not one of the fandom's uh, better moments. Um, but that... Anyway, I apologize for derailing you. No, that's, Please that's fine. I don't mind talking about that, because that happened, what, um, two years ago, I think? Was, was it that one year ago? ago? It was the summer between uh, freshman and my junior year of high school, or freshman and sophomore year of high school. So one year ago, I get no, yeah, one year ago. Um, anyways, back to my topic. So um, do you mean college? You said high school. Yes. No. Okay. No, Just Aaron's, making sure Aaron's so that people don't student. think that you're much younger than you actually are. Yeah, Aaron's actually a high school student. Man, I'm still, I'm still a small child. Uh, <laughs> um, a wee lad. So. <laughs> Uh, so back to my topic. Uh, my topic is in line because it is I'm not trying to date this podcast too much, but it is October now, um, with on our thirteenth episode. So um, I think traditionally, I know where this is going. you you don't. Um, <laughs> I did mention this on Twitter a couple weeks back, but um, so traditional October weather, as some of you could imagine, would be uh, sort of cool, chilly weather. Um, you know, shorter days, probably somewhere between like. 65 would probably be the high, typically, so, you know, like, trees would start, like, slowly dying, and the leaf colors would change. Um, in Arkansas, we traditionally don't have that. Uh, we typically stay in the summer until about November, and then we jump straight into winter. So we have about one good month of fall before um, we have our very poor excuse for winter, although last year it did get down to, like, one degree or the negatives, for um, the first day of school back in January, but um, that's very rare. But anyways, so my pet peeve, as uh, as I was mentioning earlier, is that it's hot because it's like eighty, de- like eighty five degrees today. And my pet peeve is when people are like, "Oh man, it feels so good outside." Oh man, I just love this weather. I'm like, no, shut up. You do not get to say that. It is October and it's like eighty five degrees. It should not be this warm. You are the problem with the world. You literally anger me because you're just because oh oh is it warm? Is it nice? It shouldn't. No, it's not nice. It's October. It should be sixty degrees. It should be twenty degrees cooler than what it is now. But no, some stupid be of people who can't handle any sort of cold whatsoever, um, just cannot handle it being you know fall weather in the fall, and they'll just be like oh so it's so warm. It's so nice today. It's so warm and 80 degrees when it's November and stuff. I'm like, I hope it's, I hope, I hope you like global warming. I hope it's worth it to you to have our planet die just so you can have short sleeves in November. I hope it's worth it. I really do because that is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you're advocating for global warming, you pieces of crap. And I hope it's all worth it to you. Like literally, I'm hot outside as I walk to class, and then I see people like com- like comment on how nice the weather is, and it, like I'm already hot and sweaty. I get even hotter because, like, I just burn up inside whenever I hear someone say it. It makes me so mad. I'm looking at my waveforms, and I'm just going to have to, like, unpeak all of this because it's just coming out as one angry, it's like rapid-fire line of vocals. But, yeah. rapid-fire line of global warming. Yeah. No, I I totally understand. If I can't comfortably wear jeans or a light hoodie outside, as far as I'm concerned, it's not not good weather. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like... I go, the I go been pump- nice a few times so far, but not it's like much. I, I go pumpkin peeking in October, and then uh, I pick up my Christmas tree the day after uh, Thanksgiving. And for like the past two years, maybe not on 
maybe not for Thanksgiving, but for October, it's been like 80, 90 degrees. And it's, do you know how horrible it is to pick out a pumpkin? Like the traditional, like the staple fall item and you're like sweating because it's hot as crap outside. It's like mid July weather and it's like the last two weeks of October. Do you know how terrible it is? Do you know how terrible it is to get your Christmas tree and you can't, ha- you have to wear shorts because it's so freaking hot. <laughs> It's an, it's inferior. I'm like, oh man, it's the day after Thanksgiving. You know, Christmas is in less than a month. I'm wearing, you know, like a freaking uh, tank top over here because I can't. I don't wear tank tops. Um, but like, I have to wear these freaking summer clothes, and everyone's just like, oh, it's so nice. I'm like, yeah. I hope you enjoy it because you're gonna. This planet's gonna die in 50 years because people like you who just freaking like, oh, global warming's not big of a deal. Yeah, I bet it's not for you because you get to stay warm all year round, even in the winter when it's supposed to be cold. I hope it's worth it, guys. I hope it is. I think the uh, Don't make me put on my wife beater. <laughs> I think the the correlation you're making is a little bit of, of a stretch, but I definitely what, what? about how like if people uh, if people like the 80 degree weather, they they're they're the direct yeah, I, cause of global warming. Aaron, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think we should identify uh, people who advocate for warmer weather and global warming believers in the same always in the same camp. Now, I think that's what Connor. I, I, I'm will, not saying global warming believers. I'm saying they are for global warming if they're saying that because it should not. Oh yeah, the the people who jokingly say, "Hey, global warming is making the making it warmer outside." Not even that. Just like no, if you say if you like how warm it is outside. You are for global warming because it, that is the only reason. Like, I understand there are cycles where it gets hotter and colder, but, like, scientifically speaking, it is likely that the reason it's so warm is because of global warming right now. And oh, if you were yeah, saying, yeah. if you were enjoying Definitely. this war- global, if you were enjoying this warmer weather, you were enjoying global warming. And you suck. That, that's just it. That's just it. I told you this is my pet peeve, and this is why. It just makes me furious. You know how often we get snow or any sort of cold weather? You know how often it stays cold? It stays cold what? for like two snow. months. Yeah, and it's infuriating me because everyone's like, "Oh man, I hope it doesn't snow," or "Man, I hope it doesn't like get below 30. I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's winter. It's supposed to be this cold. Are you saying you don't want winter? You just rather it be summer all the time? Why?" And then it and then it rains in February for the Summer's whole like month. Summer's like the worst time of the year, though. Like, it is very true. Agreed. And, like, and yet people not, still advocate for it, so. Like, not exactly the same way as you, Aaron, but, like, I completely agree, especially because, like, people are saying, like, oh, hey, you know, it's so nice out right now. It's like, it, it is October. October is supposed to be, like, like, the fall is the nicest weather of the year, unless, you know, like, you really like spring and it's, like, a particularly nice spring. And you're saying that, oh, wow, like... I'm I'm happy that it's still summer and not actually fall when fall doesn't even get that cold. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fall started what September twenty first. So I, Technically. I I expect it to like be cold. Like I remember recently, it was raining here in town a little bit, and it was like actually starting to get colder. And I was like, good, maybe like fall has like really kicked in. And I opened up the weather app on my phone, and I, you know how like. Like, it'll show you the highs and the lows of the weather for, like, one day to the next, and there'll be, like, a line that's, like, going between each day. Like, do you know what I'm trying to explain? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I just looked at my phone for, like, one week that was upcoming, and the line just, like, kept going up. Like, it didn't go down. It was just, like, oh, the high for today is going to be 76, and then tomorrow it's going to be 78, 
then the next day it's going to be 80 and then 83 and I'm just like <sighs> come to scenic little rock where you can see hot weather hot weather hot weather panhandlers construction hot weather yeah and that's another thing it's, it's like not only like even if it wasn't just this warm the fact that people are like oh man i sure love this warm weather i'm like it's arkansas we're we are in like the upper like 70 to 80 degrees for like six months out of the year and then the other two like the other six months are probably really close to that like we don't get we get pretty mild yeah. weather overall. like it only really gets like actually like cold enough to where you can wear like a Long big johns. hoodie and like yeah like a big hoodie and stuff like i would say like like when it like when december starts like that's the only real time like even like later in like november and stuff like uh, it december really through february is typically our coldest month but it's like well, yeah, yeah like it starts that, in december that being said we have maybe two months of fall we don't even get that much because again october we still keep like I've, I've been sweating through my, like, the last couple times I've gone to the pumpkin patch because it's just hot. It, it's so we don't even think. get a good fall, yeah. and that makes me mad when people are like, oh, man, October's, like, our fall is, like, should only be, like, two and a half months when we don't even get that much, and they're still wanting more warmer weather. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. It's it's supposed to be chilly, and you, I don't know. It's definitely weird to think that our, that our winter seasons are probably longer than our fall seasons. Yeah, I mean, it's not because I feel like fall and spring are more transitionary periods, which makes sense if they're a little bit shorter. Yeah. The point is, like, they're short, but for Arkansas, they're even shorter because our weather just does not, like, does not like to be in that in-between. We are pretty extreme for most of the time. Halloween trick-or-treaters have uh, roughly in 70-degree temperatures to look forward to. Yeah, not to mention, it like rains most Halloweens too. For some, that's it's It's been weird. We've had a lot of oh, Halloweens that's where the it's best. rained. All your candy can get soaking wet. Oh yeah, man, I freaking love wearing my Power Ranger outfit and I'm just drenched from head to toe because it's basically a giant cotton uh, like onesie. I'm the just Power Ranger and I represent rain. <laughs> I represent depression <laughs> represent seasonal depression because it's still hot outside so zach how uh, how different is kentucky weather from what we're describing it isn't uh it's pretty much always like it's warm and just the right amount of muggy to never be comfortable in your skin but not like super humid and then sometimes it's just cold forever. There's not really too much in between. I think we have like literally maybe a week or two of spring every year if we're lucky. And maybe a decent fall from time to time. It sucks. I hate it. I wish we had better falls. I'm with Aaron. Like fall is fall and spring are maybe my maybe my two favorite seasons. And like the more towards the beginning of spring, not really towards the tail end. But um, I fall is like comfortably cold, and spring is usually comfortably warm. Uh, and I I I really prefer fall. I like me some winter. Uh, I don't like freezing rain or sleet winter. I prefer snow winter. But Coward. that is <laughs> uh, snow winter is so incredibly uncommon around here that. Uh, it's it's hard to have anything other than freezing rain and sleet winter. Connor, uh, were you going to complain about the weather today? Uh, I guess the only thing I can really talk about 
is, and this is something I see numerous times here on campus, and I really don't understand it. So like today, I think it was 85 degrees outside, and you know, since it's that hot, uh, even though you know it's fall and I really want to wear pants, I know I will regret it. Uh, I was wearing just shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops. Uh, like, I understand that like different people are gonna have like different I guess ways they adjust and adapt to like the weather but like I cannot understand people who are wearing like hoodies and pants in this weather like it like it pain like it if I if I were to wear pants today and a hoodie outside I I, I could have just died like just walking yeah. in class like I and I see it all the time like like I understand like like, you know, the heat's going to affect people differently or whatever, but, like, I, I don't understand. I think it's the people who who want it to be fall, and so it technically is fall, so they dress for it, even though the weather itself isn't um, reflective of that. Yeah. So they, try, they basically try their best because, you know, it's like, man, it's like, oh, I'm a teenage girl who has leggings. I'm going to wear my leggings and my Uggs because it's fall. But it's still ninety degrees outside. It's basically that mentality. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a power move, though. <laughs> I I guess like, to be fair, like with some leggings, like they're very thin. Uh, I'm not... so, like I can understand that, but like yeah, definitely. Like when you're wearing like really thick like winter boots and it's like eighty degrees outside, I'm like, please, like for your own safety and for my my own personal well-being, I'm not watching you die in the street. From I guess I should clarify real quick before I sound like uh, some a hole. If you if you wear fall clothes when it's not um, like cold enough outside, I don't hate you. I do feel sorry for you though, because you are trying your hardest to like yes. embrace the fall feeling, but you are not getting anything but sweat. And I'm if like, anything, I envy them. <laughs> they I, have I, the I strength. You. To, they have the strength to do it anyway. Because like my favorite uh, types of clothing to wear are like hoodies and pants. So like layers. Like, like when I get the opportunity to wear them, like I I take that opportunity. So like, yeah. When whenever I see people who are like doing it when it's like eighty degrees outside, I'm like I I wish I I wish I had your strength. <laughs> like I wish I had the power to do that, but I don't. <laughs> just being right, able Connor. to keep a consistent <laughs> body temperature would be just the greatest thing on earth. Just. Yeah, I can wear, it, you know, really my favorite would. clothes whenever, and it's perfectly fine. Uh, Zach, the human body already has consistent body temperature. No, but I mean, like, like it can be hot out, and you can be wearing a thick hoodie that you like, and not, you know, like, die of heat exhaustion. It's called homeostasis, my dude. <laughs> or wear short shorts in the middle of winter. And feel nothing. I, I also see that. Like, I, I will sometimes see people, it's like 30 degrees outside, and they're wearing, like, shorts. And it's like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, it feels to me like there are some people who, like, they will never wear pants or they would never wear shorts. Like, there were so many, like, like, okay. I knew two of those extremes, and I will tell you about them in a second, but Connor, continue. Okay. Like, I, th I think some of you guys can relate to me about, like, people in high school. Like, I don't know any specific people, but there were definitely some people in high school who were, like, I guess would be more nerdy people who would either, A, 
you would never see them wearing pants or you would never see them wearing <laughs> shorts. Uh, so, like, uh, like, you know exactly so, who I'm talking about. There are, so, like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, specific names that I don't like. Like, I'm so, not talking specific people, but, like, you know the types of people I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I have one in mind. Should I go ahead and say just his first name, or... I probably won't know who it is, so... Uh, Ryu. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew Ryu, like, the entirety of middle school. He never wore pants. He always wore shorts. I don't mean to say he came around in his underwear. He just never wore long pants. <laughs> Didn't he was... also, like, only wear, like, athletic shorts? Or am I, like, thinking of someone else? Um, that I'm not as sure about. I think you're right. I think he only wore, like, you know, sort of lounging shorts or, like, um, more breathable stuff. Nothing, like, khaki or anything. Yeah. Um, and I also knew a kid, um in middle school who wore nothing i he wore shorts maybe one or two days th- from the entire year that i knew him in middle school um he almost always wore jeans and they were like the dark jeans and um he had always he almost always wore a billabong hoodie and um i was like dude it's it's like the last two weeks of class and you are wearing jeans and hoodie and like how are you not hot I think he was just insecure about his body, but... Um, I mean, like, that's that's how I've always... Well, he was also that, from California, so I don't know if he's more uh, resilient against it, the heat, but, um... Uh, I mean, like, I do, I do imagine that, like, some of it is, like, regional differences. Like, some people, like, will wear things based on, like... Like, it's more common to, like, wear pants in maybe one region, like, during the summertime versus, like, another region... But I do think some of it, like, I would imagine some of it definitely has to relate to, like, and, like, I guess this is more for, like, people who wear pants, like, 24-7 instead of wearing shorts. But, like, I imagine there's definitely some, like, at least some amounts of, like, insecurity. Because, like, to me, it makes more sense to wear shorts when it's cold outside than it is to wear pants when it's hot outside. Agreed. Agreed. Because, like... I, I will sweat, like, at my knees if I'm wearing, uh, like, something like jeans. That's why I hate jeans. They do not breathe at all. Yeah. And if it's, if it's like, above 70 degrees and I'm wearing jeans, I will start sweating in my jeans. And it's the yeah. most, it's the grossest feeling yeah. to have wet, like, sweaty jeans Like, I prefer jeans, my legs. but only when it's, like, jean weather. <laughs> Man, our listeners are going to be extremely pleasant, like, happy with this description of, of ourselves in this podcast hey guys guess what we be sweating we sw- stinky jeans sweaty stinky boys um okay i think that's enough of my topic honestly <laughs> i feel i feel drained already from having gone on that tangent uh, uh who's next I, I my topic was going to be about like dumb stuff like video games but like now i want to talk more, now i want to talk more about sweating no, please no. <laughs> and just like, like small pet peeves during like this weather. Like, like, what do you guys want? Video games or more or more weather talk? I prefer video I games. I think we've talked about. I think we've exhausted the weather line of conversation. All right, fine. And this has been I'll... like the longest. Sorry, this has been like the longest thirty minutes of. Oh yeah, how's the weather? <laughs> I guess I'll get back. It to, really is. I'll get back to our main demographic. Uh, people who sit in their bedrooms playing video games 24-7. I mean, am, am I wrong when I say that? Um, I'm in this podcast, and I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> I came out here to have a good time. Uh, so, I, I guess my topic is, like, it's a very 
simple one. Like, it's probably one that has been discussed in, like, every single video game podcast known to mankind. Uh, it's just, like, is if there's a specific game that, like, you either really enjoy that everyone else hates or that you really hate that everyone else enjoys. Uh, like, for me, uh, I, I don't necessarily know if people hated this game, but did, did any of you play Glover on the PS1 GameCube? Uh, I've no. heard I went on PS1 because I know I know I think I have it for N64. That's it, a, okay. That it might have been PS1 game. and N64. I I had it for the PS1. I know that much, but it might have been on N64. I remember the time you brought Glover over to my house and we played it for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I still had the. I don't have it anymore, but I still had the disc for it a long time ago. Like the simple premise of the game is you're in like. You're a anthropomorphic glove, and you can just walk around in like a weird, like, ty- like you know, like type of like world or whatever. And you could like, there was like a magic bouncing ball that you could like walk on, and you could like sort of like control it. So like you could like punch the ball, and it would hit enemies or hit buttons and stuff. And like you could roll around on it to gain speed. And I-, I thought it was like an enjoyable game, but like. It seemed like in the years when I started to get older, like I just heard, I I would only hear bad things about it. And I imagine part of it was like, I was young, so like, I couldn't really hate a lot of games because I was just like a young child who liked to play anything. But like, I enjoyed it, and apparently just other people did not. I've heard generally positive things about it, I think. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm like, remembering it wrong but like that's the only game i can think of that i like that i know i enjoyed that like i don't think other people enjoyed i guess the only other one i have to mind and this was me more thinking about it in later years like not at the time when i played it but like thinking back i didn't really enjoy life is strange as much as i thought i did even though well that's fair because like that that ge- there was a lot more that you could realize about that game and talk about in retrospect than you could when it was actually coming out yeah. because it was it was segmented it wasn't yes. like a finished it was product. also like the hype of it being an episodic thing so it was like the theories that people would come up with but like looking back on it to me it kind of feels like one of like this is a really strange description but like you guys know what i say when i say like woke twitter or like, no or like woke tumblr like i mean like kind the, of yes i mean like the people who like they say like really big like smart intellectual things but like at the end of the day it's like it's like really common knowledge but like people like phrase it to sound like really like introspective or whatever the word is like they, like they say it to sound like really smart and intellectual but it's just like really like simple like i guess commonplace or like common knowledge things like to me like life is strange like tried too much to be what it was accomplishing to be if that makes any sense it was trying too hard to be woke yes exactly that is that is exactly what how i'm trying to phrase it like it was trying too hard to be like just woke that's the best way I mean I, I like it, it for what it is there's some there's some interesting uh narrative themes to it and like the the ending is a whole train wreck that we can get into on a on a later huh. episode but yeah. uh but I 
I like the episode, or I liked all of the Life is Strange episodes for the most part. The puzzle-solving mechanics were interesting, but I feel like they could have done a little bit more with them. Uh, I thought the story was good for the most part. I... It's a very artsy game. Like, it's... Whenever I think about Life is Strange, I think about, like, long, sweeping cinematic shots uh, yeah. over, like, indie music. Yes. Uh, and, like, cool, interesting, like, watercolor, almost, art styles. Like, that's what I remember from Life is Strange. Yeah. And I could... You can debate as to how much of a game was actually there. Uh, I feel... I, I wish they had done a lot more stuff with time travel than they actually did. But, anyway... So are there? So I guess I've already spoken my piece. Are there any like specific games that you guys either, you know, really hated that everyone loved, or really loved that everyone hated? Uh, I I think I've brought this up before, at least with with Zach. Uh, but I this is kind of a more general thing. I don't like action platformer uh, games yes, a whole yeah, lot. You've mentioned this before. Like, okay, so I like Mario well enough, right? I like the 3D Marios well enough. Super Mario Sunshine uh, was my jam when I, I was a kid. I, I thought you were going in a completely different direction. I thought you were going to start talking about Uncharted. Oh, I could talk about that too. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Because I was like, okay. action platform? Was he talking about like Uncharted? Because I know he doesn't like those, even though I bought you the collection. Um, no, no, like, um, so like Crash Bandicoot, uh, Connor, I'm, I'm not targeting this specifically, no, no, I'm just no, bringing like, it up I, as I an example. Like... Uh, Spyro the Dragon, some of the Mario games, uh, I don't know, I just don't like, I don't really like jump collect thing games, and, and probably because, at least to some degree, I'm not very good at them. Like, but I, I, um, I never that. played Banjo, I never played Crash, I never played any of those games. Well, those games seem really frustrating to me well to be fair i think um you're not alone simply because the market for them doesn't exist anymore uh i say it doesn't exist. it's probably altered but like the crash bandicoot banjo kazooie uh like those types of games do not exist anymore yeah. and i think there's probably a reason well, for that i I'd, I'd say that they've changed to more like ubisoft collect, like collectible things like just any any assassin's creed game like or any, really any Ubisoft game has, like, their own version of collectibles, but they aren't platforming. Yeah, it seems like a lot, like, the collectathon platforming genre has more been, like, uh, subjugated su subjugated to, like, like other games that are, like, in a grander scale, and they're more, like, small things you can do in it to, like, occupy your time. So, like, take the Assassin's Creed games, like, ultimately, collecting all the stuff in those games... You don't have to do it. There's literally no like all the like, God, whatever they're called in all the Assassin's Creed games, like all the like, what are those like the fragments or whatever they're called? I don't know the, the, the animus fragments. Yeah, like the only reason to collect them is to get maybe like a little bit of story or whatever. But like ultimately, like you could go through the game and never pick a single one of those up, and you'd be fine. Versus where like, I'm sorry, I just remembered in Assassin's Creed Three, where literally one of the like side objectives was to, like, pieces of paper that Benjamin Franklin had dropped that had, like, um, uh, blueprints for new weapons on it. And just, like, man. Or, uh, huh? sea shanties from AC4. Oh, God, man. That was, like, the, the dumbest piece of crap because you'd have to, like, climb on and parkour on buildings yeah. and chase down that stupid piece of paper. But, uh... Just, like, dumb stuff like that. Like, I can definitely understand you not enjoying them. Like, I personally just do enjoy them because, like... 
like I just kind of grew up playing a lot of them like I like I guess the reason I enjoy them is when like take uh Spyro 3 you're the dragon like the main thing the main two things you collect in that game are gems and uh dragon eggs and the reason I like those collectathons and I guess the same goes for other games like uh, Crash Bandicoot and to an extent games like Sly Cooper is for some of these games you have to collect these items so like you have to collect the eggs inspired the dragon to, pro to progress but like they're set up to where you don't have to collect every single one like you could get I think like I want to say you could get through Spyro the, of the Dragon 3, like, collecting, and this is just a random guess, like, 90 out of the 120 eggs, and you could beat the game. Like, so you didn't have to 100% the game to beat it, which I think is important for, like, the collectathon genre, is it's, like, you have, for, like, let's say you try a challenge or something, and it's too difficult, you don't have to, to finish it to, like, beat the game. Yeah, uh, it's a similar situation with Super Mario 64. There's like, a I think a total originally of 120 stars. You'll need like 80 of them to yeah. um, to get the final, to unlock the final door to Bowser. Yeah, but I can definitely understand not uh, enjoying them. Like, they're just, like, for me, they're just things that I kind of grew up with, so I just got accustomed to them. But, but Aaron, you're definitely right when, like, a lot of them aren't made more in the modern age. They're kind of more like, if any of the new ones are developed, they're more like a indie-type situation, like when Ukulele came out. Yeah, that's, like, the only one that's, like, made any sort of uh, major headline in yeah. recent years. Which, that is kind of weird, thinking about it, with, like, how collectible platformers aren't quite as big as they are, or as they used to be. Just because of the fact that, like, before we didn't have all these online services, and now the whole, like, oh, 100%, I gotta collect it all thing. Like, before it's, oh, hey, like, come over to my house, I want to show you how I 100%ed, you know, like, all of the whatever yeah. collectible eggs and X video game. Like, that was cool, but now we can actually like get trophies for it and stuff like that and you'd think a lot that yeah. of that stuff would be more popular i mean i know it is in certain communities but um uh i'll touch on this super briefly because aaron brought it up uh i also really dislike the <laughs> the uncharted games uh i i love me some last of us because that that is more of a game than uncharted will ever be but um also has uncharted less... rail shooters are not my alley not up my alley, I mean. Have you played any of the Lara Croft series or the Tomb Raider? I played about one hour of uh, a Tomb Raider game. Hmm. Um, I'd say uh, Zach. Were before we move on, were there any games that you strongly dislike that everyone else enjoys? Yeah, Aaron. I know you've probably got a few. Uh, I thought I thought Jackson mentioned Zach. Go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, was that me? Um, I mean... Is is that you? Are you yeah. not him? Who? Zach? Let, I'm, I'm referring to you, Zach. I, I missed my name in that, apparently. I thought you were talking to Aaron, but... I mean, my default thing would be Dark Souls, except for the fact that I know that Dark Souls is a good game, and I could absolutely enjoy it. It's just not my type of thing. Like, I... 
I do have an issue with, like, the friggin' nerd, like, I, I don't know if I complained about this yet, but, like, when I was on my flight to Japan, I swear to God, like, this guy, he, he was dressed like a dad, and he had the social currency of, like, a popper, I don't know. Anyway, he was, he was really awkward, and he was an English major, and I swear he ranted at me for, like, two hours straight on how Dark Souls was the greatest game of all time, and it was annoying. But, um, I think one, one unpopular opinion I've had in terms of games is I honestly did not like, um, I, I didn't play the second one, but I did not like Super Mario Galaxy. I didn't think it was a super fun game. I see why people liked it. Um, and I think that Super Mario Sunshine is, like, the greatest Mario game to have come out. I mean, I think I think the, the second half of that is, like, almost, like, a very agreed-upon statement by, like, a lot of people. I thought people had mixed feelings on Mario Sunshine. That's, that's what I've seen in general. Well, okay, I guess... I mean, granted, I know, like, the least about the Mario game, so I'm not to be taking that... Yeah. Like, don't take my word on that, but it just seems like it's pretty mixed. I mean, the way I always viewed it, and t- t- taking, like, let me let me state this first. I have played, like, maybe, like, a few hours of Super Mario Sunshine, and I've barely played any of the Mario games, like, as a whole. But to me, it's more like Super Mario Sunshine is a good game, but, like, if you were to set it, like, up next to every other Mario game that has come out, it is not a ideal Mario game. Like, in the, in the, in the way that gameplay works. Like, I think I've mentioned this before. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. But to me, it's one of those games where you could take the exact game of Super Mario Sunshine and literally strip it of everything Mario-related, and people probably would have never played it because they would have never really discovered it. So I guess what I'm getting at is, like, making it a Mario game was more of a way... Like, it's more like Super Mario Sunshine was an IP that they Mario-tized to like make it more appealing to the general audience if that makes kind of like smash brothers or star fox adventures type thing well i was gonna say every single kirby game ever <laughs> yeah i was i was also gonna say uh oh i had another like there, there was another one i was thinking of uh that was just i can't think of it anymore but yeah like it seems like there are a few games here and there where it's like they they would serve as really good ips but like like, if Nintendo just one day said, hey, uh, we're going to release a game, and uh, the concept of it is you go around with a uh, hose on your back, you shoot water and stuff, people will probably be like, wow, Nintendo, this is the worst thing you've ever come up with. Uh, Besides the Wii U. <laughs> but I guess what I'm getting at is, because they said, hey, this is a Mario game, people were like, oh, hey, cool, look, Mario. And like they were probably tons of people who were interested in it solely on the fact that it was a Mario game and then got more into it because of its, like, base gameplay mechanics. Like, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. I mean, the fact that Split... The fact in and of itself that Splatoon ever came out is kind of a minor miracle. Why? Because it was the first new IP that, like, Nintendo had had in ages. Like, I mean, that could have easily been, uh, let's see, I don't know, um... (sighs) 
Super Mario arms. paintbrush battle royale. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, like yeah. it, it could have been it could have been literally anything else, but they said, "All right, let's make a 4v4 uh online uh competitive I I hesitate to say shooter because it's not really a shooter." I mean, you hold uh, down the trigger, you shoot stuff out. So I guess I would consider that a shooter. But... And like it's Splatoon is like one of the ones that N- Nintendo will occasionally like they they stick pretty close to their guns when it comes to the games that they put out because their IPs are known by pretty much everyone and they like their stuff and it sells well so they stick with it uh and then like <laughs> and and some of the ones that aren't like super popular just tend to be flops like I don't know how Arms is doing right about now but uh how, what is I haven't your... heard anything about that game in a while yeah the Nintendo doesn't make a lot of IPs uh like they're usually known for sticking to their main series that have been popular for a while, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I, I mean, you're right, but um, real quick, Nintendo Lobos, just throwing that out there. Is that the cardboard thing? Yeah, the why cardboard do, thing. Why do so many people hate that? It's just, it just, I think it's kind of dumb. I mean, well, it's, okay. have, see, it's, it's, it's not marketed towards okay. us. Yeah, that's, no, it's that's really the not. thing I'm getting at. It's like, you guys have to consider that at the end of the day, while there are definitely a bunch of, like, people our age and adults who enjoy Nintendo, out of the three main, like, console markets, Nintendo is hands down the one most centered towards children. Like, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, but it just... Like, looking to at it, you, it might at, not be appealing, because you think, Labo, why would I want to play arts and crafts while I'm trying to play my, my high-tech video game? I can see some of the appeal from, like, the building perspective as a child, but objectively, you're paying for you're paying for cardboard and then for, like, the bare minimum minigame. Like, like WarriorWare minimum of an individual minigame that you might play for, like, like 10, 20 minutes, I'm just saying. I like, mean, yeah, okay, you have to also consider that there are probably tons of parents who have children who have the ex- who have the attention span of a wet, like fucking stick. <laughs> so like, they, you know, in their minds they think, oh, uh, my child's being annoying. I have to do something to get him to leave me alone while I go do my taxes or something. Uh, let's just throw some cardboard at him and boot up WarioWare 18 and let my kid play it. Yeah, yeah, like WarioWare, but like you know, it just seems like from what they're trying to do it's not the most effective way of doing it because a it's cardboard and so a child's going to rip through that basically like paper well, and well, that... i don't know connor uh and a wet stick could sit there and listen to me read infinite jest aloud <laughs> for quite a while anyways God. i don't know why i'm defend. i don't know why i'm tagging labos it's fine well i mean like think about it this way if they destroy the cardboard then the parent just has to go buy more cardboard which gives nintendo more money uh anyway <laughs> Uh, let's since we've been on this topic for a while uh i wanted to talk about oh, today I, I i didn't talk about so- the games that oh yeah i, I was waiting for aaron oh, sorry I, sorry i, I knew ahead. aaron was gonna have at least a game he absolutely despised that everyone so loves. it actually took me most of this uh time just to even think of one so first one that came, um came to mind was pokemon because i don't hate it but out of all the series that i've played um that's one probably the series i've played the most but enjoyed the least because I think I've played Gen One, Three, and whatever generation Sun and Moon is in. Because I played uh, see, Red see, and Blue. See the problem. The problem is you haven't played Gen Four, which is objectively the best one. What's in Gen Four? Uh, 
let's see, uh, the greatest music any Pokemon games ever had. Th- uh, thought that was three because everyone lost their crap over um, the Trump, like the orchestrated version no, of no, no, Aaron, um, Sapphire Gen 4, and Gen Four Ruby. is objectively the best. Am, am I wrong? Was that not, was that like? Oh, that no, you're definitely thing? right. People went absolutely batshit crazy when uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby were like announced because like the the thing with Gen Three is they're really heavy on trumpet music. Uh, yeah. And like so, it's very high intensity. Yeah, so, like, personally, I like Gen 3 the best, but, like, I played the Gen 1 game when I was little. I played Gen 3 on an emulator, and then I played Sun and Moon. Um, and I've never beaten any Pokemon game, ever. I just always burn out on them before I can get to play them. You disappoint me. Huh? You disappoint it's me. It's just, like, at a certain point, like, I, I haven't even finished watching, like, the Team 4 Star Nuzlocke of, like, Gen 1. Like, that's that's how much I, like, just drop off my interest in Pokemon. Uh, well, okay, so I have a question. What makes you enjoy other RPGs instead of... Like, like, what do you think is the main distinguisher for you for you enjoying other RPGs, like, let's say, I don't know, Persona, compared to um, the Pokemon games? I think, the, the for, for the most part, the Pokemon games are really formulaic, um, and there's very little difference between any of the individual games. Um... Not, not to mention like a lack of story. I feel like like there's story, but honestly, the story seems just to be in the background. It's never to yeah, me. It's some, never seems some of the games to be the main have, focus. Some of the games do have, I would say, good stories. Like I think, uh, like if you if you wanted to go back and play one that had a good story, I would definitely recommend black and white games. Uh, yeah, like the the good. evil team there and like all that is actually like a really. I would say I would say it's the most engaging story that the Pokemon games have had. Uh, and, per- like, again, and this is a lot of personal bias, I also think Gen 4 is a good job because, like, I guess a lot of the story that goes into the Pokemon games is heavily surrounded by the evil organizations in them and how they interact with people and, like, what they do. So, like, Gen 5 is sort of like, I would view them as, like, a religious cult. Uh that is sort of trying to, like, influence people's minds and views on the world. Uh, whereas in Gen 4, it's, like, basically one dude who's, like, who ultimately he says, man, this place sucks. Let's just build Earth 2. <laughs> uh, but I, I do, I, I can understand where you're coming from when you say they are uh, formulaic. They, they definitely can be. And then um, the other game I thought of was Destiny, but that that feels like it's a little controversial to say that, you know, it's the one game I hate that everyone else likes because not everyone likes Destiny. <laughs> that game <laughs> that game is uh, pretty it's the mixed. Ga- it's the game you're iffy about, whereas uh, like 70% or more of people are, are also iffy about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But anyways, those, I guess those are my two. All right. Well, uh, I have mentioned this a couple. I have mentioned this to a couple of you already. Uh, I this weekend finished uh, the book uh, "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" by Philip K. Dick. Yeah, he has Dick in his name, Dick Wolf. Uh, and I also watched the Ridley Scott uh, director's cut of Blade Runner. 
So, uh, that has got me waxing philosophic. Uh, for anyone who's not familiar with the plot of these, uh, it follows a bounty hunter or a blade runner known as Rick Deckard in the year 2019, uh, 2021 in the book. And he hunts down uh, androids that masquerade as humans, or as they're called in the movie, uh, replicants. Uh, replicants are hunted down when they escape off-world colonies because they do not have the capacity to experience emotion and the law enforcement essentially justifies the uh, hunting them down because they're cold-blooded killers. They have the capacity to kill humans without feel feeling a single thing, making them the top of the food chain, you know, that whole kind of thing. But uh, one of the questions that is frequently brought up in both the book and the movie is... Uh, do androids deserve to be treated this way? Would they not harm humans at all if Blade Runners didn't come after them? Uh, and, of course, do androids dream of electric sheep? Uh, so, my question for you guys is, when are we going to get to the point where we need to start considering whether or not artificial intelligence uh, is worthy of rights? Well, I... Uh... I definitely, and this is kind of a problem that I have, like, in general. I think there is a big issue with society that, in our minds, we think because we can make scientific progress, we should. Like, as in, because we can, we should just do it. So, like... Ah, uh, yes, the Jurassic Park dilemma. Yeah, so it's like, so, like, let's say, you know, it's like, oh, well, we can make artificial intelligence. Let's just, let's just do it. Like, we don't think about the repercussions and whatnot of it like honestly if if we up oh, from zach died uh honestly if we like you know made a bunch of robots or some shit with their own ai and they fucking took over the world or whatever like whose fault is that ours like <laughs> i mean in theory it's the person who programmed the ai oh yeah but like I, yeah but you get what i mean like if <laughs> If in some dystopian world, robots are our downfall, ultimately it is our own downfall. Uh, so I definitely don't think a way about going about that is, hey, let's make a bunch of uh, scientifically and me like mechanically, like engineered creatures that are that far surpass humans, and then let's try to like persecute them. Like that, that would probably be the worst huh. case scenario. I, I do think that I do think that's bad, but like I, what I guess what I'm saying is, when are we going to get to the point where eventually, uh, this the AI becomes intelligent enough to consider to to acknowledge the fact that it exists and that it doesn't resent us? Like let's say theoretically, it it is sentient of its own existence. Uh, it recognizes that we also exist and that we created it, and it doesn't ask for any kind of power or anything just that it be treated fairly and equally as you would a human so like are, wh when are we going to get to the point where we have to decide whether or not an ai deserves civil rights under the constitution i don't know you're asking when uh fuck it um 4020 sure why not that, that year specific because i know that for sure when when that's going to happen uh, Forty twenty, huh? Like, are you asking when, or are you asking like, 
Like, are you asking? Like, yeah, a I guess I am asking like when. I'm just saying. Event. I guess I'm also asking if we're gonna get to that point. Like, do do you think there ever will be a point when AI becomes so developed, like I don't know, androids, where we have to, where we have to recognize this thing has thoughts and feelings and perceptions, uh, or at least as close as we can possibly get to them. I guess and it looks on. like a human and it walks like a human. So, is it? almost a human i guess that depends on how closely we tried to program them to act as humans because you know like if we program them to be as close to humans as possible you know they could develop their own like personalities and like drives and desires and stuff or if we're trying to make them like a like a shell of a being okay but let me ask you this what is a man (laughs) a miserable pile of secrets but no, uh, if it if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, I mean, is it a duck? Does it deserve to be treated equally with other ducks? Okay, by that logic, if I literally made a mechanized duck, just I I whipped one up in the engineering lab, an electric duck, if you will. Like it literally looks like a duck. Um, it quacks, but it has no functioning part. Like it has no me- like mental capacity. It's just a robot, that- <laughs> like a duck. <laughs> yes, like an actual duck, only it li- it's literally just like motors and servos that make the fins flap and stuff. Like, should that be considered a live animal? No, it's just I'm made sorry. of. I'm sorry. Okay, no, but n- the no, duck no. Fins? If, if you're huh? if if your electric duck was also installed with an AI so that it thought, felt, and behaved or as close as it possibly could to a regular duck. But that's what I'm saying. Would if, it in s would you treat it? the same way you treated a duck. I think, I think, well, yes, I'm saying, if I can make a duck that is as stupid as a toaster, and it looks like a duck, and it and it acts like a duck because it's as stupid as a toaster and just moves, is it a duck? No, it's not a duck. It's a, it's a toaster with fins. Well, yeah, I think... So, it, so is an android a human? I think no. what, I think what Jackson's getting at, and at least the way I view it, is... Is a toaster the... a duck? No. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know why I'm stuck on the I guess toaster. what I'm getting at is the main distinction to be made here is like what is the defining quality of humans that that makes that that gives us our humanity so to to me Uh, blade runner says empathy to to me i would say it is that would also be my answer to, to me i would say it is like sort of empathy but more more or less like our capacity to develop and grow our own personalities so if you were to you know make it an so individuality yes so if you were to make an android and it, you and you gave it the ability to now, now let me put it this way if i think there's also a distinction to be made between giving something a personality that is like let's say you uh you loaded like a usb and it's like a set personality that has no potential for growth or learning it's literally just like oh this personality is i don't know mean cowboy and this personality <laughs> is is a friendly teacher and there's no room for growth or development i think, I think connor's been watching too much westworld oh my god no i think there's a distinction to be made between that and like loading it up with like the capacity to develop its own personality if that makes sense like a like, yeah, a, like I, predetermined I personalities versus like the, the ability to like learn and develop by themselves like a child would 
Okay. So if a if a machine that as closely as it could resembled a human were were able to think and perceive and also had its own individuality, where where do you draw the line, Connor? If we try to work and strive to create a being that is as similar to humans as possible, we should try and treat it as such. Okay. So so you you say we should treat it ethically. Yes. Okay. Zach, you've been quiet for a while. What do you think? Uh, I agree for the most part. Um, I don't think we would get that technology, like, just based on what we have right now for another at least two decades, I'd say. But Two I decades? Oh, you think we're 20 years away from, from androids? No, not like androids, but, like, like any, like manner of like, ai technology advanced enough that people would actually start thinking about that like as a culture like so like okay. so like hell 9000 or whatever like how yeah or, or whenever the first finish. person gets like you know wants to get married to their friggin uh waifu bought pillow 5000 that, that, that is all that has definitely did, already happened or at least in terms of people trying to marry has. like did someone say chobits no, no one said Joe would think. I mean, like, we already have things like Alexa. So, like, like how how close are we if we are... If we already have something that we can literally... Like, that will literally... I mean, like, it'll respond to us and it can understand human speech. Like, I don't think we're super... So can a dog, off. but... Okay, well, I mean, it can understand well, human a speech. A dog can't understand can, what you're saying. It, neither can, it, it recognizes tones of voice. Neither can Alexa. It just knows well, certain yeah. specific patterns. Like you can, like you can make a dog read to an extent. It just recognizes that pattern, but it can't make a connection between that and the human language. Well, neither I guess can what Alexa. I'm getting at is it knows how to. Like I guess you could debate on whether it's truly understanding us, but what I'm getting at is it's the. The thing that I think is more important than it understanding us is its ability to reciprocate. So, like, you could, you know, even if dogs can, you know, understand humans speak, there's a degree of which they reciprocate based on it. It's like, you can tell your dog, like, hey, like, 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 stop barking. And even, like, even if your dog understands what you're saying, it doesn't have to necessarily reciprocate. Versus Alexa, where if you tell it something like, hey, can you read me a recipe for chicken parmesan? It its only purpose is to reciprocate that knowledge, but at least it has the it has the function of doing so. Okay, I yeah I, I think I understand what you're getting at. Uh, one of the one of the, I'll bring this up super quick. One of the issues that Deckard, the main character in the book, has uh, is that about halfway through when he's hunting these androids, he has he's debating whether or not like. So, so he's an experienced Blade Runner, right? But this case is unique because these are, like, the most advanced and human-like androids he's ever hunted down. And uh, he puts down one that was masquerading as an opera... He retires them, is the term that the book gives them. He retires one that uh, was an opera singer. And while he's doing so, he, like, he thinks about how that that android essentially had a life unto itself like it was a performer it had a career in the arts it uh it it recognized and feared its own termination so like and deckard has to debate whether or not he's actually feeling anything for these quote these machines that essentially that he is 
he he's putting out of commission like is he like and what does that make him uh and i think also one of the bigger questions that especially the movie leaves you with is whether or not deckard is actually a replicant but uh that's there's still no official answer on that so basically like fallout jury's still out on that one fallout 4 discourse over like synths and shit like that uh it's it's similar yes uh it's it isn't i i personally don't think deckard is a replicant uh there's evidence to suggest both possibilities though to me like the bigger issue of this isn't a matter of like whether or not ai should be treated as humans or whatever but it's more like at least from the way you describe that book in the movie is because they think like because the, the way they view it is because they can't experience emotions they have the ability to kill and not feel remorse about it that doesn't directly say that they will kill like any more so than another person because humans have the oh ability. i know that's just that's just the justification that they use yeah. for for hunting them because down humans, whether whether it's actually correct or not yeah because like humans definitely have the ability to feel emotions and remorse and what and whatever but there are still you know people going around killing each other like yeah, one of the controversies that's brought up uh, in the book specifically is that this test that they use to measure uh, empathy and reaction time in people to determine whether to determine humans from androids is called the Voigt-Kampf test. Uh, and a controversy that's brought up very early on in the book is that uh, the Voigt-Kampf test has trouble determining androids from certain mentally ill people. Like, the idea is that a, a schizophrenic patient would test similarly to how an android would test I haven't, uh, and that 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 is not revisited but it uh yeah. it it will it's brought up very early on i haven't seen much of it i've like i've only seen i think one episode but i think if you really enjoyed blade runner you should definitely watch psychopaths yeah, i want to watch that one eventually that is a good psychopaths is good i've only watched the first season but it, it's good yeah like the, like the basic gist of it is people are like like there's like a way they can determine people's like capacity for committing crimes and their like mental i guess fortitude and like things r- around that nature and if they can like it, it's like uploaded to like a virtual like database and if you're determined to like be a potential criminal or potentially have like the capacity to start like engaging in wrong activity or whatever they basically just go out and like get you like sometimes they kill you sometimes they like arrest you and it's just like when like i guess like an overbearing like authoritarian like sort of system of being like if we detect any like potential uprising or wrongdoing we'd have to like eliminate it at its core well uh zach is offline and we were about to oh wait never mind he's back is zach are you here yeah everybody disappeared for a sec (laughs) you left the discord call for like 10 seconds yeah i thought it was like he's offline i thought i heard him snickering no he's he's just all right zach let's let's hope your connection is strong enough to at least introduce your topic (laughs) my topic was uh uh, not super long, but what, it was more or less, what, what dumb stuff have you done specifically for video games? And my, the, my reasoning for that is the fact that I stayed up till, like, 
I think like 9 a.m. to get Wish Ender last night. I'm sure I have done something weird, but I I can't think of it at the moment. Give me a second. I've done a lot of... Oh, I know one thing. uh, Sort of recent. So, but it's not super dumb. But recently, uh, when I I went back home for the weekend, I was uh, looking through my, like, dresser and stuff, and I found uh, my Game Boy Color and my copy of Pokemon Silver. And I thought, you know, I would go ahead, boot it up, you know, play a little bit of it. And I thought maybe, you know, every every time I would come home for the weekend, I would play it a little bit more. And this is when I, I remembered again that for whatever reason, that copy of Pokemon Silver, if I save the game and then turn it off and wait, like, you know, until the next morning or whatever, it doesn't, it does not retain the save data. Uh, so I guess there's a problem with, like, the memory on the cartridge or whatever. So... I remember, and I only did this for like one day, I decided, hey, I'll just, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'll just not turn off my Game Boy. Because like I had one of those things where uh, you could like plug it in, like you could like plug like a battery pack into the back of your Game Boy, and then you could plug that into like an electrical socket. So I was like, I'll just not turn it off. So my idea like was to just like, leave my Game Boy on for, like, the entire week until I would come home for the weekend and just, like, play it some more. And then I decided that was a stupid idea. Uh, I have a similar uh, experience where, for some reason, I had borrowed a copy of Kingdom Hearts 2 from a friend, and then I, uh, like, I literally played that entire afternoon and got through the tutorial. And for those, for those of uh, you who don't know... Kingdom Hearts 2 has, like, a two-hour tutorial. Oh, God, um, yes, it does. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty infamous. Anyways, so I saved the game. I was really looking forward to playing, you know, the actual game after that. But then um, on my PS2, the memory card got corrupted, and um, I literally could not, like, I don't even know if it was a memory card, because literally after that, I had some weird glitch with every Kingdom Hearts game after that. Like, it wouldn't play the cutscenes of Chain of Memories, even though it was a clean disc. I uh, wouldn't save on Kingdom Hearts 2 data, and um, I, don't, I don't remember if there's anything specifically wrong with the first game, but anyways, so, um, long story short, I was like, okay, well, I borrowed this game from a friend, and I can't save, so I guess there's only one solution, and that is to beat Kingdom Hearts 2 in as little time as possible, so uh, I so kept it on. So you experienced speedrunning at its core. Basically, and I was the world's worst speedrunner. It took me, like, two whole days to uh, beat Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, and it technically took me longer because I played it for, like, two days, and then um, it got turned off, and I had to play it another two days. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so my speedrunning was basically um, not grinding at all, and um, that was literally the only difference is that I just didn't grind for levels. And so I remember uh, I had a fight Zigbar in like the final and like the castle uh that never was and that was the hardest crap ever because i didn't have any like stats and i had low health so i get like, the crappy out of me for about two hours straight trying to fight that dude um i'm trying to think if there was anything else um one stupid thing i did was that um i had a game boy advanced that i shared with my brother and i wanted to keep playing it but my brother wanted it so as the 
intelligent six-year-old that I was, um, I threw the DS on the ground so he could not play it. And then, uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, cracked the screen. (laughs) Um, and I had to buy my, me and my brother a new one. Uh, I'm just imagining young Aaron be like, fuck you, brother. And just be like, (laughs) just throw me. Please tell me you like, you like did the whole like ordeal where you like had it in your hand and you like lifted your hand into the air in like slow motion and then you like just <laughs> full momentum just th- just like threw your arm at the ground. It wasn't slow motion, but I I yeeted that thing as hard as I could with my six year old hand and smashed it into the ground. Um, was this if you were like six? Was this like the original like? big thick ds was like the ds no this was this was the game boy advance like this was literally like oh. um it came out like, right on our sixth birthday like right around our sixth birthday so it was like the new like uh flipping okay like, yeah yeah the DS. advance was one that flipped not the one that was like no no you're right the, the advance was both oh well, yeah there was one that flipped that was, was just like the square and then there was the one yeah yeah the yeah. sp was the one that flipped and the, uh, SP. I guess normal advance was the one that, like, it's the one I What's have. What's the S stand for? Uh. SP stands for special. Oh. Oh, well, anyways. Um, so, yeah, between those two things, is probably the dumbest things I've ever done for video games. Uh, this is not necessarily dumb, but it's one of the most harrowing things I had to do for in a video game, uh, was when I 100%ed Dishonored 2 and Dishonored in that order. Uh. Dishonored 2 specifically, uh, I probably, it took me like four or five runs total of that game, I think, to 100% it, but the, there was one trophy that was a, that was a bitch to get. It was, so, for context, Dishonored is a stealth game that incorporates lots of magic powers into it, one of which is possession, which allows you to possess the body of uh, an NPC or a creature or something like that for a short period of time. There was the trophy that was called Circle of Life, where you had to chain possess, uh, let's see, it was, the order I did it in was a rat, to a blood fly, to a fish, to a human, to a dog. And there is one incredibly specific area in Dishonored 2 where this is, this is possible, like, I, I honestly don't know where else it could actually be possible in the game. Uh, granted, I wasn't looking for specific locations. I used a guide for some of these. But um, that one was bugged for a little bit because... You know how there are those dogs in Dishonored, the hellhounds or whatever they are, that are like the skulls that'll raise off the ground and, and manifest into, like, demon dogs? Yeah. Yeah. So... There was a glitch after an update that came out for the longest time where if you attempted to possess those, you immediately died. So, I had to go into like a little cellar area. The The rat and the blood fly were easy. The fish was not easy. The fish was horribly difficult to actually get correct. Then the transition from the fish to the human was even worse. Then I finally, like with a little le- list best... God, with the last bit of my mana that I had, I managed to possess the dog, and I had to do it, like, 10 or 15 times before it actually counted. 
it was an absurd number of times to, to try and get this stupid trophy. Uh, and finally, finally, I think the the game saved at just the right part. Uh, like, like, granted, it didn't put me in a good spot, this autosave. Like, I would literally load the file and then I'd just die because I was inside the body of a of a gravehound or whatever they were called. But um, I eventually got that trophy, and it it was miserable. Uh, the game itself is super fun, though. Dishonored 2 is great, and I enjoyed 100%ing it, except for that trophy and a couple others. Uh, so not necessarily dumb, but challenging. Oh, speaking of Dishonored 2, uh, Connor, have you played any of that yet? Uh, what do you mean, any? I, I beat Dishonored 2. Did you? Yes. I mean, when? I beat it I beat it as Corvo. Uh, let's oh, yeah, see. you haven't gone back and yeah, played it I've as Emily played, yet. I've played some of Italy. I just have not gone through and played the entirety of the game as Italy yet. But I have, I, I have played some of Emily. When, when did this happen? I have no memory of this. Did you, I, I don't know how you don't remember. Like, I was... I mean, I don't remember the specific time, but I think what happened was I went over to Jackson's house, and he was like, Connor, I'm going to sit you down, and you were going to play Dishonored 2. And so he sat me down, and we played Dishonored 2 for, I think I got through, like, the, the first level, and I decided, uh, you know, I, like... like I, th- I think I remember this now. Like, I have a I big just... problem with, like, like, I guess in this scenario, you were the one who bought me Dishonored 2. But for me, it's like... If I buy a new game or get a new game, until I start playing that game, like, until I get myself to sit down and actively play it, I, like, never want to start it. So, like, for example, I when it, I bought Final Fantasy IX recently, and I have played, like, I'd say 30 minutes of it, but I remember the tutorial for that game is very long. Or I guess not the tutorial, but, like, the, I guess, opening scenario for that game is very long. So, I played, like, 30 minutes of it, and then I'm like... I really didn't, like, it was late at night, so I really didn't want to sit there and get through the the opening of the game again, because I knew it would be a long time until I would find another save location. So, like, until I sit down and actively get myself to start playing a game, it's very hard to get me, like, into that game. But, like, once Jackson had me play Dishonored 2 for, like, an hour, when I got back home, I, like, I started playing it, like, immediately. So... Like, the only reason I stopped and haven't played more as Emily lately is just because, like, I already beat Dishonored 2, and, like, I think there was, like, another game or something I was trying to get into. I don't know. Maybe it was because, I think it might have been because school was starting up soon, but I can at least say I have beaten Dishonored 2 myself. Well, this has been uh, a heavy video game topic podcast. Hmm. Uh, Thank you again for listening for episode 13 of BizarreCast. Uh, once again, I'm Jackson. I'm a host who is very bad at introing and outroing this show, and also very bad at reusing bits he used on a previous episode. And you can find me at that Sly Devlin on Twitter. Uh, I am the author of the journals, Aaron. Um, don't you don't can f- bring that meme up again. <laughs> it's a. Never mind. I'm, I'm not, you know what? I'm not even finishing this. Just fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> no, no, Aaron. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sarcastic Ghost or on uh, PlayStation and YouTube of the same name, although I pr- there's nothing on YouTube. But hey, if you want to see slightly edited videos of funny moments in Fallout and Bloodborne, be my guest. Um, you can also find me on Tumblr as Phantom Thief Wannabe, all one word.
Don't forget to call it your uh, your uh, your SoundCloud at Bandcamp. What? <laughs> I was I was I was making fun of how you said like three or four different things people could find you at. Well, just because th- like three of them share the same yeah. uh, name, so might as Zach, well. Zach, where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, I'm Connor, and I just got a Snapchat. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> and you can find me uh, at Jackson's house tomorrow, returning the uh, the uh, Fallout 4 uh, Funko Pop figure he got me. Even though he hates Funko Pops, I'm going to give it back to him because he hates them. I don't want it. Well, then why'd you buy Hold it for on, Zach. Is that it, Thanks Zach? for listening to this while I bar my door and make sure that he doesn't give it back to me because I gave it to him as a gift. Even though you hate Funko Pops. Thank you for listening and have a great week. <laughs>